0: Welcome to the Savvy Sauce, where we have practical chats for intentional living. I'm your host, Laura Duggar, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, we're so glad that you're here and we wanted to let our first episode be an introduction to our team where we can also share the backstory behind the Savvy Sauce. If you prefer not to listen to all these background details, simply click over to episode one where we have a fantastic guest waiting for you. If you do choose to stick around, we're going to hear from our current team, our editor and my sister, Natalie Baker, our social media lead, Lauren Souter. And me, your host, Laura Duggar. We'll then briefly share how the Savvy Sauce came to be. And near the end of this episode, we're going to let you know how to participate in our first Rafflecopter giveaway. Okay, so let's get started. Natalie, can you tell us more about yourself?
1: You bet. So, sis, you and I were raised in a Bible believing, church going family. We were surrounded by a wonderful community of believers. When I graduated high school, I decided I wanted to become a nurse. And I chose a state university with a four-year nursing program. I had heard from a bunch of family and friends that the program was really difficult once you got into your junior year, and I guess I kind of took that as a challenge to have as much fun the first two years as I could. (laughs) So I started attending parties on a weekly basis. I really was just looking for ways to have the most fun. But there was this large group of students from our hometown and from our church, and they would get together every week for Bible study. And I noticed they had a support group. They seemed to be having a great time, a lot more so than I seemed to be having at the parties I was going to. And they had a purpose to what they were doing. The more I sort of evaluated the Christian life, the more I decided I was crazy not to want it. But I still had no idea what it meant to live as a Christian. I gave my life to Christ one night after talking and praying with our brother and some friends, and I will never forget the feeling of peace that washed over me as I was beginning to just understand what it meant to live for Him. Growing up, we had memorized Scripture, we had read the Bible, we had gone to Sunday school, and I felt like I had a pretty good knowledge of what was in the Bible, but I had never experienced the joy and intimacy of really knowing the God of the Bible, and I was so humbled at how much He cares for us each individually. Not long after becoming a Christian, I formed a small close group of friends, including my amazing husband, Luke. And I wouldn't say it was necessarily love at first sight because we are two strong personalities who often disagreed, but I had so much respect for him. He's extremely intellectual and I enjoyed being challenged when I was around him. By the time I graduated the nursing program, God was working in each of our hearts to bring us together and we will celebrate our 15 year anniversary this December. We have three sweet children, two daughters and one son, ages 9, 7, and 3, who keep us busy with all sorts of fun activities and never cease to amaze us with their curiosity and endless energy. We love to travel every chance we can get, and we're trying to preserve that sense of wonder that our kids have about the world around them. My greatest joy and challenge is to be a good wife and mom to the wonderful family God has entrusted to me.
0: And we couldn't be more thrilled to have you here, so thank you for sharing your story. Lauren, you're up. Will you share a snapshot of your story?
2: Okay, so I grew up in a Christian home as well. And when I was in third grade, my mom had a near-death experience. We were at my brother's Little League baseball game, and she had a cardiac arrest. She was clinically pronounced dead for more than 10 minutes. It was a very traumatic experience as a nine-year-old, but by a complete miracle, she survived and ended up making a full recovery. As I look back, I can realize and see that it marked my life as a nine-year-old and kind of put me on a path of believing in Jesus. I remember her coming home from the hospital, sitting me down and telling me that she had gone to heaven. She explained in full detail, telling me how beautiful it was, how at peace she was. She talked about this warm, embracing light she felt the people she saw and how she didn't want to leave and that was something that was striking to me as a little girl very attached to her mom the fact that you know my mom had three young kids a 9 11 and 13-year-old and how she had gone to heaven and, and didn't want to leave. And so that kind of really struck me. She had told me that she had this conversation with her grandma while she was there, and her grandma had told her that she had to go back. And my mom said that she didn't want to. She wanted to stay in heaven forever. Um, but her grandma had said, You can come back, but now's not your time. Go take care of your husband and your kids. And so that was when she woke up in the hospital. So from a pretty young age, I felt like I understood as much as I could and grasped that heaven was a very real place and that faith in Jesus was the way to heaven. So that kind of put me on this path of following Jesus. And I would say, though I had ups and downs throughout the course of my teen years, I still had a really strong faith in Jesus. Um, I ended up going to college at the University of Illinois. So... Fast forward through a lot of years, but somehow by the time I had graduated college, I had fallen in love with a farmer and wanted to be a missionary. So if you would have known me growing up, Uh, You would know how funny that was. I grew up in a swanky suburb outside of Chicago and honestly didn't even know that farmers still existed. (laughs) So it was a very different plan than the one I had growing up, but like most things, God's plan is, is always better. I married my husband, Stephen, a couple years after we graduated, and we headed off to Thailand as missionaries. My husband is an entrepreneur at heart, and so we went there to do a thing called Business as Mission, which is just essentially starting a business to help impact the community, your customers, and your employees. We thought it was a great way that we could use our gifts while also allowing just a lot of opportunities for us to bless those in Thailand. And so, yeah, I think it would be impossible to sum up our time in Thailand in a couple of minutes, so I'll just say that it was really hard, but God was faithful even when we weren't. We were in Thailand for six years, and now we have been in central Illinois for about two years. We have three kids, and my husband is farming, and so now I'm learning how to be a farmer's wife. My vision for the Savvy Sauce and social media, if I could sum it up in one sentence. I would say I want to use social media for good. I just want it to be a space that allows people to connect. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your stories and see how listeners are applying what they're learning from the podcast into their everyday life. We also just want it to be a place... For pictures of giveaway winners, feel like you're a part of a greater community, share your best practices of what you're learning and any upcoming Savvy Sauce announcements.
0: That's so awesome. We're very grateful to have you leading that charge.
2: Okay, Laura, it's your turn. We obviously want to hear all about the host, so share your story with us.
0: Okay. I grew up the youngest of three siblings in a tiny town of 2,000, which I loved. My family all actually became believers before I did, and they totally did their part to set me up for success, which is one reason I cringe when I think of the poor decisions I made in college before I was a Christ follower. But there is some encouraging scripture that God revealed to me later, and it's from Luke seven forty seven. It says, Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much, but he who has been forgiven little... Loves little. So, growing up in a family with a long line of believers behind us, I knew that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and was raised to life after three days. I knew God was real and I even talked to him during prayer, but I had never fully surrendered my life to him. So, one day I realized that Satan also knows God and he's talked with him before, and Satan even knows all about the cross, but he does not get to spend eternity in heaven. And that realization rattled me. It then led to a few defining moments in college. First, I told God that I knew the difference between right and wrong, but I simply didn't care, and that was starting to scare me. So I asked him to give me my conscience back, which he did when my dad invited me to be a part of a Bible study one summer. That's when I started reading the Bible, and I noticed that my heart became softer to genuinely caring about right and wrong. A few months later, my mom invited me to a church event where a young marriage and family therapist was speaking, because mom knew that that's what I wanted to study in graduate school. I loved what the speaker had to share, and after the event, I went up and asked her where she went to graduate school. She told me about Richmond Graduate University in Atlanta, Georgia, which just happened to be a Christian school. So I went home, and had another defining moment. I told God I would put all my eggs in one basket. I wouldn't apply anywhere else for graduate school, but if he got me into RGU, I made a deal that I would be his before classes started. So fast forward to after I'm accepted, and it's the day before classes begin. My parents are moving me to Atlanta, where I don't know a single person, and I get to meet my sweet roommate Val that Sunday night. But first they took me to church, and it suddenly hit me around noon in church that I had not done a single thing about my end of the bargain with God. So I started silently praying, Jesus, I don't know what this looks like, but I'm yours. I was pretty nervous, and when we got back into our van in the parking deck, I just crawled up to hold my parents' hands and hung my head and just started weeping. My dad asked what was wrong, and I simply said, I think I'm ready to make that change. And instantly, I felt this washing and cleansing sensation come over me, and I was immediately free from all my past, and I had this indescribable joy and excitement. I found out later what was happening in that moment when I read my Bible, specifically Romans 10.9, where it says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is my prayer for every listener. Life has never been the same, and God just continues to be near, dear, and clear. As school began and I was studying to become a marriage and family therapist, I chose the specialization of Christian sex therapy, but I had no idea that it would someday turn into a future opportunity to share about sexual wholeness on The Savvy Sauce, and I anticipate hosting many guests to speak on this topic A few months later, I met my husband, Mark, through our church, and other than salvation, he truly has been the greatest gift ever given to me. I absolutely adore him, and I will probably refer to him a lot throughout this podcast. We got married in Atlanta and then started our adventure of marriage in San Diego, where Mark chose to leave his career with IBM in lieu of pursuing franchise ownership of a Chick-fil-A restaurant. I started seeing clients at a private practice, and I also worked part-time at the local Chick-fil-A by his side, literally register by register, so that we could both learn this family business. After about four years of marriage, we welcomed our first daughter, and now we are blessed with three girls. Their ages four, three, and one at this launch date, and I think we've moved nine times in nine years of marriage, often cross-country moves for work purposes, But as long as God has us in central Illinois, we plan to put down roots here, where we enjoy hosting other families for dinner, spending time with our three sweet daughters, and going on weekly date nights.
1: Ah, sis, I love hearing your testimony. So what can listeners expect from you as the host of The Savvy Sauce?
0: Well, I'll mostly be asking questions of the weekly featured guest. You won't really hear me interjecting my opinions or stories often because I've always appreciated hosts who were able to get out of the way of their expert guests that they were interviewing. And I think also because my training in marriage and family therapy conditioned me to be most effective by listening about 80 to 90% of the time and only offering my input if it was beneficial to the client. So I hope to do the same for all of our listeners.
2: Okay, so that's us in a nutshell. And now we each have selected one of our favorite things that we want one of you to be the recipient of.
0: So Natalie,
1: what is your favorite thing? Well, I love organization and travel. And right now I am loving this set of linen origami pouches from my friend Molly's company. It's called Fair and Simple. Her business supports fair living wages and safe work environments for people in impoverished areas.
2: That's so fun. I love it. And now, Lauren, what is your favorite thing? So my best friend in Thailand, her name's Liv, she started a business called Live Thai that connects artisans in Thailand to the worldwide marketplace. Her tagline is Connecting Cultures Through Beauty, but my favorite thing that she sells is this leather wrap bracelet. You can check it out and all of her other things at livthai.com.
1: Oh, I love that, Lauren? And Laura, what's yours?
0: Sure. Because I love to read, I've chosen to include a copy of my favorite magazine, Life Beautiful. It comes out quarterly, and it's not only beautiful for your eyes, but also for your soul.
1: Ah, This is so fun. Lauren, do you think we could put a picture of all of this stuff up on the site?
2: Yes, totally. It will all be up on social media, and you can find it on Instagram and Facebook under The Savvy Sauce. You'll have all the details on how to enter and see what we're talking about.
0: Awesome. All right. So keep listening if you want to learn how to enter
2: that giveaway. So, Laura, I think we need to hear a little bit of the backstory and how the Savvy Sauce came to be and your heart behind it. Of course. God kept giving me this desire to start a podcast, and I told my husband that this
0: thought just kept coming to me every morning as I read my Bible. And it was something I told Mark that I would love to do in like five years when all of our kids are in school. To which he gently responded, if God's speaking to you about this daily, it sounds like it's a command and you need to be obedient. So that was exciting to hear that. And I realized that this dream actually might be able to happen quicker than I had expected. When we started sharing this idea with family and friends, we were met with lots of support. For instance, I was nervous about the technical side because I definitely lacked that skill set. And that's one reason that I'm so thankful that you, Natalie, are a sound genius and that you quickly said yes to being the editor. I also knew that my lane was not social media because I wanted to focus more on being present to respond to comments that come in through our website. But I value social media and wanted a presence there where people could come to build community. And that's why I'm so thankful that you, Lauren, can use your unique skill set to run our social media page. These are some simple examples of how God just kept placing the right people in the right spot, and he frequently revealed scripture to provide encouragement to me along the way. So here's one piece of scripture that's been especially meaningful. It's from Luke 1 and it says, Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. I envision this podcast to be a practical way that we can grow in wisdom We know that plain knowledge can sometimes puff us up, but wisdom, as my husband says, is simply knowledge applied, and the Bible seems to encourage that a lot. So my husband Mark and I were discussing this goal of growing in wisdom, and that's how we landed on the tagline, Practical Chats for Intentional Living. And now we're excited to share this labor of love with all of you, and we hope you always find encouragement and inclusivity and generosity here.
1: Our real hope is that you will not listen to this podcast as an end in itself, but our prayer is that it will actually inspire you to know God more, for you to read His words in the Bible, to reach out to Him for help and guidance through prayer, and to connect with other people who can encourage you along His journey.
0: Absolutely. To sum it up, the mission behind the Savvy Sauce is one line, we exist to invite you to a space to meet with Jesus and be filled to overflowing.
2: So something you'll notice in every episode is one reoccurring question that Laura will always ask the guest. The question relates to our title because savvy is synonymous with practical knowledge, and we want our guests to be able to share their tips so that we can replicate their savvy ways.
0: Yes, so Natalie, you get to be the first guest we ask. What is your savvy sauce?
1: Okay, mine is to get out and travel. Growing up, vacations were always a big deal to our dad, so they were something we were all excited about and looked forward to, and now with a family of my own, I just love it when we can get away. There's something about being in a different place that almost seems to give you permission to be the freest, lightest version of yourself, and we don't have a huge budget, but we have made traveling a priority, and we plan to expose our kids to as much of the world and the people in it as we possibly can.
0: That's incredible. I love it. And Lauren, now same question to you. What is your savvy sauce?
2: As I said, I am now a farmer's wife, which means that my husband works really long hours in the fall and spring. And I think I was complaining a lot to my husband because he kind of sat me down and was like, okay, let's problem solve. And thankfully, he's an amazing problem solver. I don't always want him to solve my problems, but in this case, I did. We sat down and we talked through what it would realistically look like for me to get a break on a weekly basis to just recharge. I told him that I just wanted to go grocery shopping by myself. It sounds really silly. Or just have some guilt-free time to run errands or read a book or go ride with him in the combine if I wanted to. And so He looked at our budget and what we could afford each week for me to get a babysitter for just a few hours. We're not talking like I'm gone a day at a time or whatever, but just a couple hours. And then he multiplied it by 52, which would cover me for the whole year. And then he wrote me a check for that amount of money. I know it seems silly that he would write me a check, but it was amazing. Like I literally ran to the bank and I cashed the check and now have this special stash of money that's just for me to use guilt-free.
1: Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Laura, your turn. What is your savvy sauce?
0: I would say my savvy sauce is to ask questions and then listen well. I know that I'm energized when I'm learning something new and I found that the best way to learn something daily is simply through listening and asking questions. You just never know what kind of adventure you're going to go on through conversations. And I would say my heart behind asking questions is to intentionally consider others and focus my attention on them so that they ultimately experience love.
1: And let me just say you do it well.
0: So well you are the best. Oh it's so humbling to hear that. Thanks guys. We have so many people to thank, and we could not conclude this intro episode without listing all these people. So Lauren, why don't you start us off? Who do you want to say thank you to?
2: Yeah, I just want to thank you, Laura, for entrusting me with the social media aspect of the Savvy Sauce. I was surprised when you asked me, but I think it's a huge honor to be able to serve in this way and be able to connect with all of you out there. I'm really excited. I just want to thank my husband, Stephen. He's always my biggest cheerleader when I am scared to do things or am intimidated to try something new. He just believes the best in me and thinks that I can do whatever I put my mind to. And so he's always the one saying, go, do it, have fun and learn and grow from it. And so I'm just thankful that he's in my life to push me to do things outside of my comfort zone.
0: Natalie, how about you? Who would you like to thank? First of all, I want to say
1: thank you to my husband, who has supported me in this editing role from the very first time I mentioned the crazy idea to him, and who also works out all my technology issues and makes sure that I have some kid-free time to edit each week. Thanks to my pops for his support and guidance, and for instilling a strong work ethic in me from an early age. To my mama, who is an amazing cheerleader and an example of sacrificial love. And to my in-laws, who are so supportive and always willing to watch the kids. And to you, sis, for trusting me with your heart's work in this podcast. But mostly thanks to God for his unspeakable gift
0: of salvation through Jesus Christ.
2: Thank you, sis. Okay, Laura, your turn. Who do you want to thank?
0: Okay, well, we wouldn't be here without my incredible husband, Mark Duggar. He's daily been my hilarious, consistent, and loving advocate, and his hard work to support our family is actually what makes this podcast financially possible. He is truly my favorite person, and I just respect and admire and love and adore him more than I could possibly express here. I also want to thank my family and my in-laws. Their instant response was purely encouragement, excitement, and even sponsorship, My mom is one of the most merciful and loving people that you'll ever meet. And she's the one who first introduced me to podcasts. And my dad is one of the most well-respected, amazing men that you'll ever meet. And he has agreed to be a future guest on the show. I also want to say thank you to our Bible study group, Allison, Angela, April, and Jesse. You all even created the Savvy Sauce swag before we were a real business. And that's in addition to the two of you here, Natalie and Lauren, who are also in that same Bible study group. This podcast would not have been launched without the two of you, and it would not have been this much fun without getting to work with you two. Thank you to my neighbors who joyfully babysat and poured into our girls while we recorded. Thank you to Richmond Graduate University, where I learned this important work of serving others in the realm of marriage and family therapy. And thank you to our Chick-fil-A family, who continues to teach us about servant leadership. Thank you to our graphic designer, Brittany Zeltwinger, our friend Kevin Malone, who created the music that you're going to hear paired with the gospel message, and our other friend Nick Maloof, who helped us design our website. Thank you to our amazing guests who said yes and are willing to share their time and bring many people knowledge and inspiration. And thanks to you, the listener, for giving us a chance. You are who we exist to serve. And finally, but most importantly, thank you to God. He really gets the credit and the glory for supplying us with never-ending ideas, truth, and support especially through his written word that he's so graciously preserved for us for thousands of years and his Holy Spirit that he promises to give us when we become his. This is my offering back to him as an attempt to do my part in bringing him glory. Thanks for listening. And as promised, we want to let you know how to enter to win this giveaway of our favorite things. Just go over to our website, thesavvysauce.com and click on our giveaways tab. We'll have a raffle rafflecopter giveaway set up for you and there'll be easy instructions to follow for your chance to enter to win. Thanks for participating. One more thing before you go. Have you heard the term gospel before? It simply means good news and I want to share the best news with you. But it starts with the bad news. Every single one of us were born sinners and God is perfect and holy so he cannot be in the presence of sin. This gives us hope of life forever in right relationship with him. That is good news. Jesus lived the perfect life we could never live and died in our place for our sin. This was God's plan to make a way to reconcile with us so that God can look at us and see Jesus. We can be covered and justified through the work Jesus finished if we choose to receive what he has done for us.